0: Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will continue teaching us about what is a Jew by birth versus a Jew by choice. Remember that today's message and previous messages are always available for listening and free downloads at our website, friendshipwithgod.org. Here's Tom with today's teaching.
1: I love repentance, God says. I love a change of mind. I love a change of heart. I love when a person comes and says, I was wrong, I'm turning around. What's repentance? Repentance is like, you're walking along, you're in the army, God says, halt, you halt. God says, about face, you make it about face. God says, march, you march. It's turning around. God says, I love that. I'll call to you every day. I'll put every roadblock in your way. I'll be patient as you climb over those roadblocks, as you break your way down. I'll wait for you until you finally do come. And when you come, then I'm going to go and save you and forgive you for all the rebellion that you've had. And then I will love to take you and graft you into safety. Into me, the natural olive branch, olive tree, and you will be a branch in me. That's the meaning of John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. Oh, how wonderful our God is that He's that way. That's our God. Our God is a God of patience, but there is a limit to the patience. And so our God is also a God of warning. And He says, Today, That means today. If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Respond. Respond to him. Do not harden your heart. Do not be rebellious. Because God promises in the first chapter of the book of Isaiah, when he speaks about Israel, he says, hear, O heavens, verse 2, chapter 1, verse 2, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken, I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, the ass his mother's crib, but Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. You know what that is a definition of? Prejudice. Will not consider. Well, yeah, I, uh, you're, you're, yeah it's true, you're the best man for the job, but... Uh, Sorry, can't be considered. Yeah, um, I see uh, a lot of things written about your name is Jesus. Sorry, can't consider. God says, don't be like that. Don't be like that. Because when a person closes their heart and will not consider because of prejudice, God calls that rebellion. And therefore, he says in verse 4, Ah, sinful nation! A people laden with iniquity. A seed of evildoers. Children that are corruptors. They've forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of, Je- of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. But then, God says, in verse 9, Yeah, it's bad, yeah, but he says, Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been like unto Sodom and Gomorrah. What's he talking about? Well, on Abraham's day, when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham bargained with God and said, Oh, God, I know you want to, to, to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, but God, let's just kind of wait a little bit here. How about if we find 50 righteous people? Will you save the city? He said, I'll save for 50. Well, God, listen, I don't want to push it too much, but can we go down to 45? Can I get five off? I'm just five, okay, 45. Are you good for 45? God said, I'm good for 45. Well, God, okay. Uh, how about 40? Can we go 40? For, please, God, 40. I'll go 40. Abraham pushes a little bit. God, listen, let me, I know I'm pushing it, but 10, can I get 10? 30, 30, God, it's okay, 30. I'll spare the city for 30. God, listen, one more, another time, please. 10 more, God, 20. I'll spare the city for 20. God, last time, promise, last time, last time, promise, promise, last time. God says, I'm holding you to this, Abraham. God, 10 more, 10. We you spare the city for 10. God said, that's it, Abraham. I will spare the city for 10. We're done. What's all that about? God was saying there in that, and Abraham understood it, if there's a very small remnant within the whole, God will spare the city. God will spare the nation. Now, most Jewish people today look at uh, those who are Jews, like myself, others, who have received the Lord Jesus Christ, and they say, oh, you're the problem. As a matter of fact, it's documented just before the... Uh, in the concentration camps, that there was a fair number of Jews who turned to the Lord Jesus Christ beforehand. The rabbi said, that's where the judgment came. God says, opposite. They're preserving the nation. They're the remnant. And so God says, there is a remnant today that's preserving the whole nation. And then he says, he goes on, and he says, says, even though the condition they're in, in verse 16, he says to Israel, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your eyes. And then he says in verse 18, come now. Can you imagine God saying, come? He said another place, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. He says, come now. He said, let's reason together. Let's sit down and talk this through. Saith the Lord, your side, he says, though your sins be as scarlet, they'll be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they'll be as wool. How's that a deal for you? You come with the need, I come with the solution. Your sin, I'll take you care of it. Then he says, if you be willing, and if you are obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured. The mouth of the sword, the, the, the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. That's God's call. I know you're a sinful nation. I know you're rebellious. Come now, let's reason together. I'll clean you. I'll make you white as snow. Just come. Come with your sin. You say, how can I come? I don't know how to come. God says, I'll help you. If you search me with all your heart, you'll find me. You'll find me, he says. He says, you got to come. Book of Hosea. Last chapter, verse 14. God's going through with Hosea. He says, he says about the people. He says, he says, you're not my people, lo me and tells them all the sin that they've done. And then he says in verse, uh, chapter 14, verse 1, he said, "Oh Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. So let me just pause there. And so they, if, if, if they may say, how can we return? We don't know how to do it. We're not, we're not religious. We don't know what to do. God says, I'll help you. He says in verse 2, take with you words, and turn to the Lord, saying to Him, "Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously." So will we render the calves of our lips. You know what God's giving there—a salvation prayer for them. I'll give you the sinner's prayer. Lord, out of my heart, stand it. You bring as much as your heart as you can. Turn to me, take me seriously. Just come? He says, "I don't know what to say. Just say this: Take away our iniquity." And God said, "I'll do the rest. You'd make, you make you—you move one millimeter, I'll move a thousand miles for you." That's God. He wants to forgive you. Hell was not created for man. It was created for the devil and his angels. Man only fights his way into it out of rebellion. Because God doesn't want to send any man to hell. He wants to save every man. And he's, 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 he's doing everything he can. He made the way open. He's in pleading. He's holding out his arms all day long. He tells you what to do. Just come. Just come. Seek him with all the heart that you have. Take with you words. Turn to him and say, God, we haven't spoken. I don't know how to do this, but I'm trying the best I can. You said, take away iniquity. That's my prayer. Take away my iniquity. He said, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. That's God. What a wonderful Savior we have in the Jewish Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's yearning for you, and he wants you. He made you. He lost you. He found you. Now he wants to buy you by your decision to receive him and for you to become a child of God. A child of God. You know, the great chapters that really describe to us about Israel's past, patterns, and future in the Bible are Romans 9, 10, 11. We've already covered the ones here about the grafting in, which is a very, very important part in the history here as regard to what's really going on, as I mentioned. But Romans 9 also tells us that and again, Paul is describing Jews to a Gentile church, the Roman church, and he starts off from Romans eight, which, by the way, Romans eight is the Holy Spirit chapter in the Bible. There's more mentions of the holy of the word spirit, the Holy Spirit, in uh, chapter eight than the whole rest of the uh, book of Romans. And so, coming off of the presence of the Holy Spirit, he moves right into chapter nine. It's almost as if, as if you know, there was one apostle who put his head closest to the Jewish Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. That was the Apostle John. He laid his head on his chest. He heard the heartbeat. And it's almost like Paul here in this case has laid his head on the the chest of the Jewish Messiah in chapter 8. Hearing the heartbeat, he comes off. And we say, Paul, what's your words as you come off? And he starts off chapter 9. He says, I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. What is it, Paul? My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. What is it? I have great heaviness, continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites. What? You got close to God and you heard a burden for Israel? You got close to God and your heart, you heard a heartache for Israel? You got close to God and you, your heart got broken for the Jewish people? Yes, he says. For the Israelites, he says, to whom pertaineth the adoption? They have the adoption. They have the glory. They have the covenants. They have the giving of the law. They have the service of God. They have the promises. Whose are the fathers and of whom it's concerning the flesh? Christ came. The Messiah came. He's over all. God bless forever. Amen. I said, wow, Paul. So what happened? All this happened, but nothing happened. He said, well, it's not as though the word of God didn't take any effect. He says in verse 6. I don't get it, Paul. Would you please explain it a little better? Listen to the principle, he says. They are not all Israel, which are of Israel. What? What? Listen again. They are not all Israel which are from Israel. Paul, Paul, please explain. All right. Verse 7. Neither, Paul's saying, catch the words. Neither because they are the seed, please mark, seed of Abraham, are they all children of Abraham. I'm sorry, Paul, can you go that one more time? Yes. Neither because they are all the seed... Are they all children? Isn't that the same Paul seed and children? No. No, no. Seed and children. Okay, Paul, can you explain that a little bit better? Yes. Verse 7. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That's what it says back in Genesis. In Isaac. Not all of Isaac, but within Isaac shall thy seed be called. All right? And this is the word of promise. At this time will I come and Sarah will have a son. And not only this... He says verse 10, when Rebekah also conceived by one even by our father Isaac, she had twins, Esau and Jacob. The children having not yet born, neither having done good or evil, the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works but of him that calleth. It was said, the elder shall serve the younger. Verse 24. Even us whom he hath called, not of Jews only, but also of Gentiles. As he saith in in Hosea, I will call them my people, which are not my people, and her beloved, which is not my beloved. And it shall come to pass, in the place where it was said, you are not my people, that was Hosea, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Isaiah also crieth concerning Israel, though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. Again, this theme. A remnant in Isaac. Not all Israel. A seed. Children. Children. What's this seed and children thing all about? You go back to John chapter 8. And there was a certain discussion that took place between the Jewish Messiah and the Jewish rulers and leaders and religious leaders of those days. And the discussion was, who are we? And so they answered him. They They were wanting to kill him. And they said, we be Abraham's seed. And we're never in bondage. Then, verse 37 says, I know you were Abraham's seed. No question. I know you're Abraham's seed. But you seek to kill me. Then they said, in verse 39, Abraham is our father. And he said, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. He said, You? Abraham's seed? No contest, yes. You? Abraham's children? No. You're not doing the works of Abraham. Why? Remember this branch? This branch said, My mother, my father, my family, my business, I will not leave them. Even though God may be calling me, I will not leave them. Remember Abraham? God said to Abraham, Abraham, leave your father, leave your kindred, leave your community, leave your land, come to me. Remember what Abraham did? He left. Who's the child of Abraham? A Jewish person who hears God say, I know your family rejects me. Leave your family. I know your kindred says you're not allowed to receive me as your Savior. Leave them. I'm more important than your family. A child of Abraham follows the works of Abraham. The seed of Abraham is just birth. A child of Abraham is choice. There is a difference between a Jew by birth and a Jew by choice. Let me explain Where do we get this name Jew? Where does that come from? It's really named after one of the sons of Jacob, Judah. As a matter of fact, in Hebrew, you don't say the word Jew. You say Judah. For example, if you have a a group of uh, Jews in Israel coming along, and you say, oh, look, here comes these group of, you don't say Jews. You say, here comes these group of Judas coming over to us. Here's a Judah. There's a Judas. We're Judas. It's the word Judah. It's been shortened. We don't say that in English. We just take the short for him and we say Jew. Oh, why do we call him Judah? Remember? When Jacob was on his deathbed, he knew the most important person that will ever be born is going to come through my children. One of these 12 is going to be God who became a man through one of my children. I want to name myself and orient myself Toward that event, therefore, I will be that person. Was it Joseph? No, we're not called Joseph's. Was it Levi? No, we're not called Levi's. Uh, Was it called Ashkelon? No, we're not called Ashkelonish, and so forth. But on his deathbed, he realized, oh, Judah, it's you. It's you, Judah. You're the one. Messiah's going to come through you. And when that, meant, when that was spoken and everybody realized it, then the nation oriented themselves toward that person and they became known as Judah's Jews. And what it meant in essence was that if you called yourself a Jew by choice, not by birth, by birth is that, look little boy, you're a Jew. Okay, I'm a Jew. Or what he's going to say. But when you come to a part in your time, when you make your own decision, supposed to be the time, accountability, maybe it's 13, like your bar mitzvah, and the best mitzvah you can do on your day of mitzvah is to receive the Jewish Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. But on that day, you said, now I'm a Jew. That means that you put, should mean that you put your faith and trust in the Jewish Messiah, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Judah. And you become a Jew, inwardly, By choice. Different by birth. When he said, I know you're the seed of Abraham. Yeah, you're Jews by birth. You're the seed of Abraham. But you're not the children of Abraham. If you were the children of Abraham, you'd receive me because I am the Messiah from Judah. And there's a difference between being a Jew inwardly and being a Jew outwardly. If you look in in John chapter 1, we have a lot of confusion when we talk about uh, the word Christian. What does Christian mean? It's very clear because here in, 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 in John chapter 1, it says very clearly in 40, 40, 41, we have found the Messiah. The Messiah. We found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. Messiah means Christ. That's what it means. Messiah means Christ. Christ is Greek. Messiah, Hebrew, Mashiach. They're the same name. So when you become. When you become a Christian, you're becoming a Messiah-in. As a matter of fact, in Hebrew, they don't call them Christians. They call them Meshkis. A Messiah-in. When you become a Jew inside, you orient yourself toward the Messiah. They're one and the same. A Jew who is a Jew inwardly, who orients himself toward the Messiah of Judah, the Jewish Messiah Yeshua, the Lord Jesus Christ, he is a Jew inwardly. When a Gentile comes and receives the Jewish Messiah, who he calls Christ, which is the same word as Messiah, he becomes a Christian, he becomes a Messiah, and he becomes a Jew inwardly. That's why he gets grafted into the natural branches here. Because now he's a Jew inwardly. They're one and the same. So therefore God said to him that if you were the child of Abraham, you'd be a Jew inwardly. By choice, and you'd receive me. So, when you become as a Jew, when you become a, when you receive Christ as your Savior, what's happening? You become a Gentile. You no longer become a Jew. No, no, no. You become a Jew by choice, because in essence, you're receiving the Jewish Messiah, the Jewish Messiah of Judah. So, you become a Jew inside. Just like the Gentiles who receive Christ become a Jew inside, and you're one. No longer difference. Ah, you look different. Depends on where you're born. You might be, it doesn't matter. It depends on where you're born. But inwardly, in heart, new family, new community, new father, new life, new heaven. Thank God.
0: Hmm. Thank you, Tom. Doesn't it almost seem like God is the God of the new?
1: Yes, and perhaps the greatest verse on the aspect of the new is Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-one, because there God says, "Behold, the days come," saith the Lord, "that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant." That I made with their fathers and the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I wasn't husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write them in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. What a day that is. What a wonderful day that is when the new covenant. What's the new covenant? The new covenant is that God will put his truth within us. Why? Because it says a little farther down in that same passage, he said, I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. The new covenant has everything to do with what God has done. It's not about our works. It's not about our righteousness. It's about the work of the cross because there God became a man, became the Lamb of God, died for us on a cross, and on that cross, God, Created the basis for him to forgive us of our sins, for him to no longer remember our sins. Every dirty, filthy thing that we thought, said, and did, God says, The cross overshadows it all. I can't remember it because I see the cross. And when I see the cross, I see my son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I see my son, I see the blood. And when I see the blood, I hear the blood. And when I hear the blood, I hear the blood saying, forgive, forgive that sinner. Remember the sins no more. That's the new covenant. And that new covenant is forgiveness through the blood of the Lamb of God. And now it's our chance, our opportunity to step forward and to say to God, I repent of my sins. I turn from them. I believe that, oh God, you became a man, you died on the cross for my sins. I take the Lamb of God to be my Lamb. Lord Jesus Christ, my Lamb of God.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Would you like to receive a copy of today's Tom Cantor teaching on DVD? What is a Jew by choice versus a Jew by birth? You can call us today at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Now, if you'd like any other Tom Cantor resources and materials, you can call us today at 1-800-247-3051. We can help you to order those materials directly over the phone. Or you can go to our websites friendshipwithgod.org that's friendshipwithgod.org or israelrestoration.org israelrestoration.org or again you can call us 1-800-247-3051 and we can help you to order Tom Cantor's two disc DVD set teaching what is a Jew by choice versus a Jew by birth call us today you can also call us at 1-800-247-3051 if you'd like to get a free gospel gift DVD and booklet from Tom Cantor to give to a lost Jewish person that you know of. You can help reach a lost Jewish person today by receiving Tom Cantor's DVD gift and booklet and giving it to a lost Jewish person or calling us and we can mail it directly to them. So again, call us today. Get that free Tom Cantor Gospel DVD and booklet 1-800-247-3051. That's one 800 247 3051. Be a missionary for God. Reach one of his lost brethren today. one 800 3051 That's one 800 3051 Thanks for listening.